Welcome to Uncontained, episode 132. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and uh, just to let you guys all know, there is a new Uncontained logo t-shirt that is up on TeePublic. I do have the link to my TeePublic storefront on my Facebook page, or you can just go to TeePublic.com slash UncontainedPod, and it will take you right there. Check it out. New t-shirt, smaller, discreet logo, and uh, you can get that same logo on coffee cups, coffee mugs, or if you like the old one, get uh, get the original right there at TeePublic.com. Today on the show... I have a very funny guy. He's a comedian slash podcast board op slash stand-up comedian recruiter. I could go on with the list and slashes, but uh, my guest this week is Max Goldman. He has he has his own show that he's putting on actually August 31st called Green Room LA. And he works on the Crack 'em Up podcast, recruiting comics and running the board. Plus he has a new show he's working on as well. It's Wake and Bake. We'll talk plenty about both of those shows in this episode. So it's time to plug in those earbuds and find out how Max Goldman lives uncontained. How are you doing today, Max? I am doing amazing, Aaron. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, man. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show here. And uh, let's just jump in a little bit to who you are, what, you're, what you've been up to lately. Um, I'm Max, and I guess I could safely say I'm a, I'm a comic. Um, and I, I run a few podcasts in... In LA, regarding comedy, I um, perform anything comedically, I guess. And um, honestly, I'm just happy to be talking to you, Aaron. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm happy to have you here as well, man. And let's let's jump into some things here uh, now that we do have you on this show because we talked a couple months back about uh, you know getting the show set up and. You know, as things happen, sometimes they don't always happen on the first try. Yeah, and we reconnect it. And you have to follow up and reconnect. All right. Of course. So let's start with let's start with your stand up, man. First of all, how did you get into stand up? Um, I was 16 years old. I just got my driver's license, and um, ever since I remember, I ever since I can remember, my parents have always pushed comedy towards me and i always listened to whatever stand-up was on it go on hbo at a young age really and being funny is something that makes life better for everyone <laughs> i hear that man <laughs> and when i was 16 i got my driver's license and i drove up to the comedy store and did their monday potluck and got brought around to a bunch of open mics that night to a bunch of comics with a bunch of comics and uh it kind of took off from there. I think it's just a cool story because, like, not many comics like grow up in LA. But as soon as I could, I wanted to be there. Yeah, I grew up in in Iowa, and at sixteen, like, there wasn't really a comedy scene in Cedar Rapids, and there was a comedy club, but no real open mic scene at that time. So, growing up in LA, you obviously had a little bit of. I don't know, an advantage on some people and having access to it. Yeah, I did. And also a disadvantage. Like every, I grew up out here. All my friends are from here. They're completely well aware of the scene, 
I went to a really competitive theater high school growing up, and the last thing my friends wanted to hear is, yo, I'm doing another show. Do you want to see me bomb again? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, you've had some bombs, just like every every comic has. First of all, how did your first set go? Um, I don't even really remember. I, I rem- My first set, I was the headliner of the that potluck, which is you're the last person to go up of the entire night. And my name was drawn at six o'clock and I was up at, I got up at like 10 o'clock. And I remember I was talking to a rowdy crowd. It was, there's probably like 30 people in the room. And I think I just did a bunch of, a bunch of crowd work and talked <laughs> to everyone and got to know people. And I, I feel like that's really what it's all about. Like, of course I have stuff to say, there's stuff on my mind, but to really make a connection, you kind of make, have to make eye contact. Are, are the potlucks you go to typically pretty rowdy? Um, in a way, but every open mic, you're talking to a bunch of comics. And yes. it's, bas- it's like you're talking to all your... It's like talking to your high school graduation class. Like People are like, <laughs> I wouldn't say throwing shit at you, but verbally. Well, yeah, comics are always the toughest crowd. You know, like you really have to be funny in order to make another comic laugh as well. So... Yeah. And, like, they do this thing where they, like, you say something and they respond with, ha, funny, like, in the back of the room. Like, that's their way of showing appreciation, that one cackle. (laughs) That almost sounded like a heckle. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Funny, dick. Like, we all want that sort of response. Like, we know how to recreate it. (laughs) <laughs> all right so you you started doing stand-up at an early age at 16 and then uh when did you finally like start to get into uh podcasting um i saw an ad i guess it's all started back in college my i had my own radio show at university of arizona nice and um i started as an intern there and then i had my own uh talk show then my own music show and i kind of wanted to do that after college um so i started reconnecting with comics that i met with at a theater uh that who was owned by um alumni of my college i did open mics there i wanted to continue that been looking for a writing and comedy job so i basically just googled comedy writing and i think the first thing that came up was someone that was looking for a board op for um, a comedy podcast up the street, a guy named David Arnold. And he is, honestly, David Arnold is a brilliant comic. He's a family man. He writes for the new Fuller, he writes for the new Fuller House. He was oh, the really? host of, yeah. He was the host of Chocolate Sundays for a long time, one of LA's like top urban comedy, comedy shows. And honestly, I was not expected to be hired on the show at all. He heard me out. He, listened to me he knew exactly what i wanted to do and he gave me a platform and he let me not talk for a while and then he he heard what i had to say and then brought me on full-fledged defended me when shit went down on the podcast and kept me on forever awesome like what kind of uh, stuff did he have to defend you from so i i'm gonna be honest with you i don't i don't look like any of the other people that i work with on the show okay and people i guess people were caught off guard and didn't think that i could handle the type of comedy that was there and i can i i i brought it i brought it every week and i i think people thought i was stepping on their toes and so when people would fire back at me in a comedic way i i know how to defend myself and i think David really understood that and supported my comedy. And when people needed to be fired, 
it it wasn't me, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. It's always good to have somebody on your side, especially the one doing the hiring and firing. <laughs> and it, it it's comedy drama, so like I can't take it personally. Um, it's literally just someone trying to be a little bit higher, one up than you. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. And they probably thought that, like, I don't know, a lot of California, I find, is very PC. And maybe mm-hmm. they took you for that and then figured that you could could handle, like, from the way you're describing it, I'm guessing it's more like the uh, comedy battle, like... Yeah, I like like roast battle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, they didn't think you could take the roasting, and then when you could, no. they got upset? That's exactly what happened. And, the, I, yeah, and um, when you're working with people that really don't like when getting upstaged, they will do whatever they can to sabotage your entire career. And, I honestly, I don't work that way at all. Um, I, like, <laughs> I just kind of like to stay in my own little bubble, but... Um, when it affects me, I, I don't, I don't, I come back in a comedic way. I don't like to, uh, pull plugs out from under people, pull chairs out from under people. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the way it should be. And I, I commend you. You did a really good job of tiptoeing around and not dropping, like not saying any names or start any feuds. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, she knows who she is <laughs> okay. and she's probably listening. All right. Right on. Right on. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to. Wait and see what drama unfolds. <laughs> I think it's I think it's really interesting in a way. All right, all right. So, have you done many roasts? Are you going to be like the Jeff, next Jeff Ross? Or oh no, no. I look. I I've never done a roast battle before. I would love to. I I think I'm afraid of making someone cry <laughs> instead instead of making someone laugh. <laughs> yes, uh, instead of being funny, being mean. Yeah, and like, I know the line, but I I think I'd rather be I'd rather keep it on a small scale than go on TV and make someone cry. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And it's sometimes it's good to be safe. But if they're down for that, I I could make them cry. <laughs> That's your stand-up special right there. I <laughs> can make you cry if you want. <laughs> Max Goldman, he will make you cry live at the Apollo. <laughs> and hand out tissues to people as they come in. No, I want my Sam show to be interactive. I want people to be yelling back at me. No, fuck you, Max. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, it's good to have goals. It's good to have goals, man. So uh, let's talk just a little bit more about the podcast that you're involved in. Um, One I've actually heard, I listened to the Crack 'Em Up podcast, and then there's a new one, which I haven't had a chance to check out yet. It's Wake and Bake. Yes. Uh, so Crack 'Em Up, that's a stand-up show that's been going on for like 14 years. Um, the lady that runs it, Nichelle, is probably the best person I've ever been an apprentice for, if you want to call it that. Okay. She's, um, she's the reason why Leslie Jones, Martin Lawrence, Cat Williams, she's the reason why they're who they are. She picked them to be hosts of Crack 'Em Up and propelled them so when she asked me to do anything i jumped up to the opportunity if she if she asked me to drive her to work i would have done that too really that that's awesome i didn't know she had you know that sort of stand-up tree like wow some big names got their start from her oh yeah it's 
it's pretty intense. Um, I, I sometimes I just have to sit back and watch what she does, and sometimes it's just her writing notes on a postcard. But like, she lets me sit next to her, and I'm just there to soak it all in. So what what do you do for the uh, Crack 'Em Up podcast? So I'm a board op. I um, I was producing for a while, so I would bring comics down, prep them about what the show, what we do on the show, and basically the Crack 'Em Up podcast is the green room of the belly room. Okay. So we all sit, talk, uh, shoot the shit. We we talk about what it's like to be a comic in LA and how, like the first time you stepped on the Crack 'Em Up stage. And what do you what do you want to be like as a comic? And um, I think it like we've had we've had comics on there before, and it's really nice to see how careers change and just like the year that I've been on there. I've really seen people like blow up like crazy. It's it's crazy. Someone like Jeremiah Watkins, who started a year ago as just like a, a headlining comic at the Comedy Store, and now he's like he he's one of the comics on Roast Battle and one of the judges, and created one that show from the bottom. Really? Um, right on, man. That's cool to see that, that growth as well. So do you get to talk on the uh, show as well? I know, like, are you part of the podcast uh, audibly or are you behind the scenes? The great part about meeting Nichelle is Nichelle was a guest on the po- on David Arnold's podcast when I was a board operator over there. And she heard what I had to say and... As soon as I ended at the David Arnold show, she brought me on when she was starting the Crack 'Em Up Comedy Podcast, and she told me, she said, I want you to do exactly what you did before. I don't want you to hold anything back, and that, it started from that, and I've been on for 50 episododes so far. That's impressive. Is it like one a week on that, or is that... Yeah. Okay. Every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Yeah. All right. And we this- record... We also record it live, and then we edit it, and then you can listen to it as a, po- at a as a podcast. Okay, yeah, that's the that's what I've listened to. I've listened to the podcast version of it. Um, yeah. yeah, so editing editing can help sometimes, but sometimes it's it's fun to leave some things unpolished. <laughs> I understand. Um, I I I listen to it raw, and then I listen to it edited, and there's bits and pieces that I prefer of both, and then. You know how it is. Like I, I love that people come in and they're like jacked up, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> and like I sometimes I sometimes I just want to let them like literally come from the stage and open the front door and see the see the energy. And sometimes I don't really get that when I wa- when I listen to it edited. Yeah, but you get the picture. Yeah, well, I actually did pick some of that up, I think, on the couple of episodes that I listened to when some of the comics came in the room. I didn't know they were coming off stage, but they had yeah. the energy when they walked in the room like, bam, this just happened. Oh, it's awesome. People are smoking cigarettes and shit. Like, <laughs> they, they, like, come from the stage with a drink in hand, and they, like, they only get five to seven minutes up there. Like, we give them another 12. Most comics don't get that in a night. It's, it's inspiring. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. So, how do they uh, pick the guests for the Crack 'Em Up comedy show? Is that are you involved in that process at all? So, the the hard we do it the hard way. Um, I I even go with my partner to comedy shows, and it's called the Crack 'Em Up pop comedy. Pop, it's called the Crack 'Em Up comedy show for a reason. If you don't crack us up, you're not going to be on there. Okay. So all you have to do is 
crack us up. And that's just not like leaning back and observing and taking in the funnies. It, this is making you spit out your drink if necessary. Okay. Hell yeah. So you go, when you go to the shows to watch and like recruit people for the crack em up show, do you go up there and let them know you're there and be like, not at no, all, man. Hey, no pressure. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes I sit in the back in the dark. I, uh, sometimes I message comics on the show page so they don't know who it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I, we ask them for three nights that you're going up on stage, whether it's an open mic, whether it's your podcast, or anything really. And I try to catch one at least one of those. Um, and. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, what and all around LA, and we've seen some amazing moments, and we've seen some really, really cringe-worthy sets to where we are walking out through the kitchen, out the back door, giving valet our, our tickets. But that that doesn't that doesn't mean that we're never going to come and see you again. We just have to get out of there and regroup and come back later. Yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. And you know, it could have just been that comic had a bad night too. So not writing them off completely is a good thing. But you know, like yeah, go go practice your stuff, and then uh, we'll come check you out some other time, right? Something along those lines. Well, there's so many variables that ha- that come into a good set or what you consider to be a good set or a bad set, like. It's the environment, it's how you're feeling, it's the audience, it's how many drinks you had, it's what how many drinks you didn't have, it's that week before. Like, if you're coming on my stage, I need to see you a week before to know how you're feeling. Yeah. It's something that, <laughs> like, I didn't know this was something that I needed to look into until you really notice how bad it gets. Yeah, definitely. And, and you see that if you see enough comedy shows as well. So, that's cool. So, you're involved in more than the board op aspect of this show. You're from, like, recruiting people to perform to, like even chiming in on the show that's really cool man so this other podcast we'll we'll come back to we can come back and talk about crack them up a little bit later on if you want or if you have something to throw in feel free to jump in with whatever you want but this other podcast i haven't had a chance to listen to it but i think it has something to do with marijuana yeah it does have to do with marijuana and it takes place, <laughs> and it takes place until in a 420 friendly cafe oh really i knew they existed but i didn't know where to find them like, you can't just Google 420 Friendly Cafe because, I mean, like, the, the coffee shop down the street, the owner smokes pop, but he's not going to let you do it in the, like, in the bathroom. Yeah. So do they, like, serve the edibles and everything like that, too? Like, uh, like in everything. Amsterdam? Oh, yeah. Everything. I mean, it's all, um, it's all regulated by the state, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but you could still get fucked up on some, like, brownies and some Rice Krispies. And then they have normal Rice Krispies, too. Just don't get them mixed up. No. Because no, you'll be eating no, no. regular Rice Krispies like crazy and not getting ripped. <laughs> but, ha- like, I've done that before. Like, I get sweaty and, like, I look for things in my car that I know are my pocket. I'm sitting in the back seat. Like, you don't look for things in your car by sitting in your back seat to look for shit. Like, it, it, <laughs> you get all topsy turvy, Aaron. Yeah, man. So, what is this uh, Wake and Bake podcast about, man? Wake and Bake is run by comedian Tema Saul. Um, she's not a reggae superstar. Um, her name sounds like it. It does um, sound like she could be like hanging out with the Marleys. No, she's a Jew from the Valley, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I just try to plant as many seeds as possible. Found me on the Crack 'Em Up comedy podcast and thought I could be 
another um, another help on her podcast, and she invites. Well, she has a different format. She invites one comic on and basically get gets them into a um, a heightened state of mind and grows them with questions about their life's choice as a comic. Okay, so basically, it's. Getting people high and interrogating them. I bet that doesn't make anybody peer paranoid. <laughs> uh, Aaron, this is a uh, this is a sativa dominant. Dominant. Um, how does your mom think about your comedy career? <laughs> um, 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 uh, <laughs> that's all you can get out. Um, <laughs> yes. You, my mouth is dry. Uh, <laughs> Do we have any water? <laughs> Right on. So that that could be really interesting. Now, while she's asking the uh, asking the questions, is she high or not? Yeah, yeah. We um, it's a communal moment, and okay. Although I I haven't talked on the microphone yet, um, I still am a partic. I'm still a willing participant, um, medically. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that th that this is such an interesting setup. Um, we have. Uh, uh, two hosts. Uh, we have a guest, and she asked me to uh, to have a, an audience mic because people like she wants to hear people like laughing and stuff like that. We have an audience for the show because it's like literally in the cafe. Yeah. So if you hear people laughing, it's not a laugh track. No, no. People are really laugh. People are really laughing. All right. But but also it's a normal cafe, so you catch people like opening the door, coming in, ordering food and shit like that, and like <laughs> like I think it's kind of funny. You know, there's some podcasts where, or some settings where it's all right to have that background noise. It adds authenticity to it. We do, we're, we're grassroots here, Aaron. Sometimes we do comedy shows in people's yards. Yards, you say? Yes. It's called a yardie. Really? Yeah, uh, a yardie. I thought that's what the uh, re like the yard waste container was called a yardie, like you know, like you got your trash can, the recycle bin, and the yard waste. That's why they're called yardies. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So you do you regularly do this? Have like uh, yardies? Oh, I smoke every. Oh, oh, no, sorry. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke every day, right? So the but the the yardie. The um the comedy shows that happen in backyards that is I would say it ha it's new in the past year I haven't seen it that often but it's getting more and more popular now that it costs a lot of money to put on a stand up show in a theater like you can't just go to the comedy store and say I want to put a put on a stand up show it costs a lot of money to rent out a performance space I a stand up show green room L A and I have to rent a stage I have to rent chairs I have to rent a backdrop and mics and everything like sometimes that one of the things that you need to cut down your costs is like a safe performance space i used to do stand up in front of a starbucks right on so so at the venue you do the green room uh green room la or bro this you... is that's even a whole new that's a whole nother story i this is in the back of a a clothing store <laughs> really yep so, like, what's your name for like a clothing clothing stand-up comedy like Rummage Sale? Dude, you got it. You got it. Done. Aaron, you're booked. What are you doing August thirty first? If I was in LA, I'd be there. But this LA. August thirty first, I'm going to actually check out a past guest of Uncontained. Ah, oh. it's a, a comedy show 
in Oakland and nice. going to check that out. It's called Filarious Fridays with uh, Ace Boone. Yes. Filarious Fridays. Cool, cool. Yeah, going to check that out. Awesome. Hell yeah. So, enough about what I'm doing on the 31st. What are you doing on the 31st? On August 31st, we're putting on the Green Room LA. It's the third one. It's 420 friendly. Um, we have eight comics going up. Five people are built. I know all of them. We approved all, all of them. Um, I'm not going to give out the whole lineup because you could check that lineup out on Green Room LA. That's at Green Room LA on Instagram. Okay. And we, we basically supply local comics and local ganja. Um, local businesses like to promote their product and we welcome that but of course we test everything out before to make sure it's okay you have to for for the safety of the audience and your your patrons it's a duty you must must partake of course i check out all the comics i'm not going to put up someone there i don't trust i'm not going to put i'm not going to serve anything that i don't trust either there you go there you go the max goldman gold stamp of approval the Goldman stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. So um, before we move on, is there anything in this? Uh, is there anything that I haven't asked you that uh, you wish I would have? Um, you haven't asked me about my arrest record, but we don't have to go there. Okay. We don't have to go there. Not at all. Should I know about it, though? Nah, it's nothing big. Okay. All right. Cool. All right, so you've been doing stand-up since you were 16, and you've been working in podcasts for over the last, over the last few years. Yes. All right, what advice would you have for somebody who's looking to get started out in either stand-up comedy or in podcasting? Being a successful comic and being a successful podcaster is like being a good dad. You have to be there. You just have to be there. Fully focused 90% of the time. Okay. All right. Uh, the other 10% people understand that you have a life. You need to answer your phone. You need to show up on time. And you need to be communicative. I like that. I like it. Being a good podcaster and comic is like being a good dad. 90%. Yeah, because there's, <laughs> there's like comics that aren't funny, but you're like, oh, but he showed up on time. Not really. But like when you see people that work hard, like... I get it. Like it, it, it feels nice that someone is showing up on time, being communicative. They're they want something to work out, and you'll you'll make it work too. If people are giving and receiving the same that you are. Yes, yes. All right, perfect, man. I thought you were gonna go with a really cheesy joke with uh, comedy and punctuality and stuff like that. Like uh, when you're talking about he shows up on time, and they're like, "I thought it was all. I thought comedy was all about the timing or something along those lines." And like, is he is he gonna do it? Is he gonna? Oh no, no. But now I have to do it. Shit, that popped into my head. <laughs> no, no. I my comedic timing. Uh, comes and goes in waves you'll you'll notice throughout my the career i guess <laughs> you know it, it only gets better with practice that's what they say right hell yeah man all right and uh, being on time is important too just be on time the yes. show starts at 10 30 you will be there at 10 30 or earlier <laughs> so that is actually some really good advice be on time uh be attentive at least 90 percent of the time answer your phone 
And yeah, answer, answer your text messages, phone calls, communicate with people. And uh, yeah, you'll go far. Don't blow off your set. Yeah. Don't blow off your set. Yeah. So people do that. Yeah. Yeah. It happens on podcasts too. You know, like uh, I was expecting uh, to have a guest, uh, but uh, yeah, they can't an interview, but they uh, canceled last minute. Oh shit. That sucks. But like, bro, it's, it's on the phone. <laughs> you don't even have to leave your house. Mm. No. <laughs> Look, it didn't take me that long to get an intern here to hold the camera. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's nine o'clock. What's what's this person doing? Just it hold looks the like camera. you're sitting down, so they're probably a midget. You know, yeah. and, you, and they're they're in high demand these days, or little person. Right I, I don't know what the politically correct term for that is anymore either. But just uh, yeah, dwarf. I, that's the right. That's the word I use every day. All right, good, good. Max Goldman stamp of approval. Uh, <laughs> bam. All right, so uh, in your time doing comedy or podcasting, what is a highlight or two that you care to share with the uncontained audience? Oh, my gosh. Um, I got called up to stop the podcast at Crack 'em Up because Dave Chappelle was performing in the belly room. And the belly room That's awesome. is... The belly room is, um, it's like, it's supposed to be the developmental room for, for comics where you develop your craft. It's a smaller room. You can probably fit about 50 people in there. I got up to the room and there must've been 150 people packed in that room. And Chappelle did like an hour and a half set with Mo's death. Like, wow. (laughs) And like, I, I get starstruck all the time when I'm in there. You see comics like Krista Elia, Whitney Cummings that are just chilling in the hallway but like i don't see dave Chappelle that often like at all that was the first and only yeah. time I've, I've seen him and he basically he did his netflix special like in that room really mm-hmm. all right cool cool man so so for the people listening who aren't familiar with the uh la comedy uh scene uh, comedy venues you said the belly room is in what venue oh sorry the belly room is the upstairs uh, the upstairs room in the comedy store, and the comedy store is run by was run by Mitzi Shore for like fifty years, and it's probably the go to place to perform stand up. If you're not there, if you've never been there, and you're a comic, then you need to get the next flight out there. And that's something that I see all the time. I see comics handing resumes to Nichelle, who are like seventeen, eighteen years old, like literally just out of high school saying, hey, um, I was told that I need to come and meet you. I perform comedy. Wow. It's kind of like the pilgrimage that all comics must take, you know, Mm -hmm. to get there. And people don't have cars or houses or a place to stay and they come here. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's crazy, man. Are they able to sleep backstage or something like that? Is there there's or Uh, in the parking lot? There's no backstage but Nichelle is more than just a booker. She turns into mom, buys clothes for people. She drives people around. She She's your therapist. She's your agent. She's your manager. Very cool, man. Very cool. And the, she sounds like she's uh, one hell of a person, uh, both professionally and hell. She's like, she's like the mom version of dad. That sounded really weird, but uh, the ninety percent of the time she's there. <laughs> yeah, and most importantly, like I didn't, 
when I wanted to do my my own stand up show, she she gave me like all the knowledge I needed to know. We like to be on the same page regarding comics, and we we pass names along. And she comes to my shows, and she gives me critiques. And yeah, it's something I never really knew I needed. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome, and uh, it's really good to have that mentor to help mm-hmm. you along the way, even if you don't know you need it. Uh, that's the stuff that you need to know the most sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Now, with everything you have going on, what is it that you are doing to promote yourself? Ooh. Um, when you tell someone you work in comedy, that is when your light switches and you are promoting yourself right then and there. Um, when you're a comic, you're a lone performer. There's no one there to support you. You are your own billboard, and you need to treat it as such, whether you are on camera or you're not. Um, whether you're with a group of friends or with your by, your, by yourself, you are always on. And that's how you promote yourself. And that I, most of the jobs that I've gotten haven't been from people seeing me on stage. It's like this meeting in person and being a fucking wild card in general. Very cool, man. So basically you do most of your promoting face to face one on one. Do you do anything specific on social media or do, oh, yeah, you, yeah. Mainly re- <laughs> do you mainly rely on interpersonal promotion? I no, I have. I, sorry, man. No, have, that's cool. Uh, no, like you did not answer the question wrong. I was just okay. trying to get to another layer. You you did great. Yes. That was some awesome information, and uh, I just want to know more. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. You could find me on Twitter at at Nightmax. That's N I T E M A X. You could also find me on Instagram at Maxigram M A X E E G R A M. But most importantly, I'm running a show now, and you got to come check it out. You can find it at, at Green Room LA. That's spelled normally. That's at Green Room LA. And if you want to see comedy, you come to Green Room LA. I will get you in. Um, we also, you can buy tickets on Eventbrite, but just message me personally. We'll figure it out. If you want to see more shows, you could come to the Comedy Store. I could hook you up with that, too. All right. Awesome, man. Awesome. So um, when you do perform, yes, somebody comes, sees you, whether it's stand up or podcasting, it may be a little bit different. But mm-hmm. is there something that you want them to take away and remember from your set? I want when people experience my comedy, I want them to know that every moment with me will be different. Um I don't, I don't like to reuse comedic moments, even in my notebook. Okay. Like, even my, my notebook's completely different. Like, I don't think I've said, repeated anything, like, ever. And I don't So you I don't do new like material that. each night? Like, you don't, like, do some of the same jokes over to work on them? Or is it, like, a new set each night? I would say it's a completely new every time. Um, I do work on stuff, but, like... I, that makes me nervous. <laughs> Why is that? Because uh, like what you said about like doing the podcast, you like things that are raw. You like, like you don't want something to be 
too raw. You don't want something to sound too rehearsed. And I feel like when I'm reading stuff on my notebook, I sound rehearsed. And when you, when I feel like when I sound rehearsed, I feel like I'm reading from something. And I feel like when I sound like I'm reading from something, you might as well just text me. all right fair enough man fair enough so that i I was just kind of impressed that you come up with a new set just about every show so i didn't say it was good (laughs) true (laughs) true you did not say it was good so so max comes up with a shitty new set every single time he goes on stage and uh has one person in the back of the room yell funny ha (laughs) (laughs) and he pays that guy all right cool man so what do you do in order to ensure that uh you give the crowd that feeling of something different i i talk with the audience uh when you interact with the audience you experience a new person um you will not unless you're talking the same person every show you're not going to get the same type of reaction from people and when you make eye contact with someone you get that immediate feedback and you learn about another person and i think that's the best way to keep it fresh and work off work new material is basically and i feel like that kind of happens when i'm in a conversation with someone all right you get to know someone and new stuff comes to you so do you do is a lot of your set crowd work then I would say real life to me is crowd work. <laughs> okay, fair enough, man. Crowd work is life. Mm-hmm. All right, so I do have one final question for you, Max. But before we get to that point, I'm, I want you to have one more chance to throw out your social media, um, where people can find you, your corner of the internet, and also um, plug any shows that you may have coming up. So... Where can people find you? One more time. My name is Max Goldman. You can find me at Maxiegram. That's M-A-X-E-E-G-R-A-M. You could find me in person, real life, in person, running in person? a stand-up show. In person at Green Room LA. That's in Venice, California. At Green Room LA. That's August 31st. We have eight comics. We have local comedy, local ganja. I will be there. I could serve you if you want. And... Uh, yeah, and you can also find me at the Comedy Store at Crack 'Em Up Comedy, um, and I, I'm Max Goldman, and I'm I'm uncontained. <laughs> Sorry, that, that's a, that's I, a, I, that's I, a little early for that, that part. It's all right. I, I I wrote it down. I I read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of being raw and and not rehearsing shit, I wrote I wrote that down. I had to write down my name, Aaron. I had to write down my fucking name. I'm Max Goldman. I'm uncontained. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, you never know when you're going to forget. All right, Max. First of all, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. It's been really fun talking to you. And uh, and it sounds like you got a lot of cool stuff going on from your own stand-up to recruiting comics for the Crack 'Em Up podcast, a new podcast that you're working on, Wake and Bake, and uh, just all the things going on right now. You will definitely have to keep me up to date on things and let me know what's going on but i do have that final question for you the title question of the show max goldman how do you live uncontained how do i live uncontained well aaron i live uncontained by not wearing underwear that often 
I brush Ooh. my teeth very I brush my teeth very very frequently, and I also eat garlic and and eggs at the same time. I am a fucking <laughs> wild card. I will take what you throw at me and I will give it right back. That's how I stay uncontained, Aaron. All right, so do not throw poo at him. <laughs> All right, I just had to, had to. That's a thought that popped into my head. I apologize for sharing sometimes because Max will throw it right back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, so that is awesome, man. I have one final thing for you to do before we get out of here. Um, I appreciate you coming on, and will you do me the honor? of signing off the show tonight. I would love to. Thank you so, so, so much for having me on. I could not ask for anything more. I had a really, really good time. For all you listeners out there, if you want to do something, honestly, all it takes is just going and doing it. Like, I haven't... I You won't succeed the first time. You might. There's ups and downs in, in life. You just got to go through it knowing that you tried and saying to yourself that you tried is halfway there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) You got me thinking about, you got me me, me, me crying. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Continue. um, Yeah. I want you to catch me at my standup show at green room LA. I'm Max Goldman and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Max Goldman for joining me. If you're in the L.A. area, make sure you check out his show on the 31st of August. It's the Green Room L.A., and uh, and yes, it is more than 420 friendly. So just something uh, you might want to check out if you're in the L.A. area. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, live uncontained.